Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Harden, lost it. They got to go to work quickly now. Five on the shot clock. Harden pulls a deep three. And a bailout of epic proportions. <laughs> Harden drives it and bead three for the lead butter sports radio 94 wip i'm tom kelly with you for the next four hours four hours of power as my guy rob ellis uh would say a good seeing rob as always but i'll be with you until 11 tonight uh and there you heard a couple of the uh, of the big moments last night as the Sixers beat the Bucks Saturday, 133-130 to in Milwaukee. And a tremendous game to watch. Certainly one of the best, most entertaining games of, of the season. James Harden, phenomenal last night. Wills the Sixers back. Sixers down 14 going into the fourth. Joel Embiid steps up late as well. Hits a massive three late to really put the game away. Sixers up 125-124, and Embiid put the, hit that three. And that really put the finishing touches on this comeback win. And hey, it's a great win. I mean, they go to Milwaukee. They snap the Bucks' 16-game winning streak. The Bucks' hottest team in the NBA. And the Sixers get it done. And the question after that game, I think, is, is an obvious one. But after that win in Milwaukee last night, does that change the way, or does that validate the way, that you view this team's chances to beat the Bucks or the Celtics Heading into the playoffs. And if you want to get in and start show here, 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494 is how you join the show. But as the Sixers win that game, and obviously a big moment, Saturday night, prime time, and and kind of the the diametrically opposite result from what happened last Saturday night, uh, where I was on after the game when the Sixers lost to the Celtics and they give up a big lead and and they fall, and it kind of felt like the sky was falling at that point. Eight days later, they go to Milwaukee, they beat a really good team, and it's got a lot of people feeling positive, and I want to know where you fall on this. Because, you know, I watch a game like last night, and sure, it was it was absolutely exciting. And the result w- was nice to see, and it's nice to see this team fight back and win a game like that on such a big stage. But I got to say, I wish I felt differently than I do but I don't feel that that really changes anything for me in terms of where I see this team going in the postseason. And there are several reasons for that. Like, I still don't believe they can beat the Bucks. I still don't believe they can beat the Celtics in a seven-game series. And, you know, there are a lot of reasons. And do I have questions about this team's mental and physical toughness in the postseason? Yes, I do. Like, I, I've said that. I have questions about how they hold up both mentally and physically over the course of a long playoff run. And and if you're playing your way all the way into the NBA Finals, you're talking about basically, you know, three months, two and a half, three months of extra basketball following the regular season. But even taking that out, and for the sake of this conversation, I'll remove that from the equation entirely. I'll wipe the slate blank in terms of what we've seen in past years, how that applies to now. We can take that out of it. 
But the bottom line is, from a roster perspective, this Sixers team is just not as good as those teams. And they are not capable of beating those teams and holding up and sticking with them over the course of a seven-game series. And if you want to join the show, 215-592-9494, 215-592-9494. But in the end, the Sixers are just not nearly as deep and equipped to hold up in a playoff series as those teams. Postseason basketball is completely different than regular season basketball. And when you look at the Sixers roster here, depth is a huge factor. They have six, maybe seven, at most eight players, eight men that you can play in the playoffs. You have Melton coming off the bench. I mean, maybe you can tell me Jalen McDaniels, if he takes the strides necessary in the last couple weeks here, could he be playable for 10 to 15 minutes in a playoff game, potentially just because he's really talented? I would say the same thing with Paul Reed, just because he offers a different look, gives a a different kind of uh, kind of aspect that teams aren't really used to seeing. Maybe you can sell me on both of those guys being playable playoff players, but that's eight. That's eight at absolute most. And you're talking about teams in Milwaukee and the Celtics. I mean, these teams go essentially 10, 11 deep. Last night, you look at some of these outliers here. You get 16 points from George Yang. And, you know, George Yang will give you that once in a while. But in the postseason, you cannot have George Yang on the floor. Like, he's completely unplayable. Even in the regular season, if he's not making threes, he's useless. Even in the playoffs, even if he is making a couple shots, I can't defend anybody. I mean, he is going to get played off the floor. Good playoff teams who are well-coached, they are going to hunt him down every single time, find a mismatch, find you know an, an advantage, and play that guy. Think back to the Atlanta series a couple years ago. Seth Curry, who I think is a massively more valuable player than George Niang is, by the end of that series against the Hawks, Sixers couldn't even play Seth Curry. I mean, Seth Curry was getting hunted every single time down the floor, and in the postseason, teams will do that to a guy who they know they can take advantage of relentlessly. The lack of depth compared to the Bucks and the Celtics, for me, is just insurmountable in a series. And this is a problem with the Sixers. Like, what you see last night is what the issue is, because they'll tease you. They will tease you in these types of situations. And I am not faulting anybody for being excited. I'm not faulting anybody for saying today, you know, look how encouraging of a victory that was. That shows that the Sixers really are right there with the Bucs. They lost the Celtics last week by three, but even that game could have gone either way. You're right there with those teams. But this is the problem with this team. Is, yeah, they can do it on singular nights. They can do it in singular moments. They can play with those teams in certain situations. But in the playoffs, you need to do it every night. In the playoffs, you need to play that kind of game the Sixers played last night. You need to play that for for two weeks in a series. And then guess what? You get to the next round, you're going to have to do it again. And you're going to have to do it every single night. And at most, you can have one game where you totally let let down and, and you just pack it in. And that's the problem with the Sixers. They are not able to do it night after night. They're not able to be consistent. And a big part of that is because of the lack of depth. In the postseason, this team is going to need Joel Embiid and James Harden to play 40 to 45 minutes a night. I mean, just do the math with the guys that they have available on the bench. You're going to need 40 to 45 minutes a night from those two players who historically wear down in the postseason. You're going to need them to play those kind of minutes to beat these kind of teams in a seven-game series. And I really wish I feel differently than I do, but I just don't see a scenario in which the Sixers can play with the Bucks or the Celtics in a seven-game series. And I'd love to get your take on it. 215-592-9494, 215-592-9494 if you want to join the show. Do you believe the Sixers... After last night, did that victory sell you on the fact that they can play with Milwaukee or with Boston in a seven-game series? I just don't believe it, and I think it's because of depth. And again, I am taking benefit of the doubt. I'm taking history. I'm taking you know James Harden's previous playoff failures. I'm taking Joel Embiid and him kind of you know not coming up big all the time in the playoffs. I'm taking all that out of it. I'm just looking at this from a purely roster perspective. And in the course of a series, in the course of a long playoff run, 
The Sixers just are not going to be able to hold up with these teams. And that's a massive problem. When you don't have a coaching advantage, like Doc, regardless of what you think of him, um, he even if you think he's not a terrible coach, and I don't think he's a terrible coach, but he's not a coach who's going to give you an advantage. And if you don't get advantages there, and you don't have role players who can support the starters, like, yeah, and beat and harden, they can do this on singular nights, but I just don't believe they're going to be able to do it against these kind of teams over the course of a long, grueling 10 to 14 day series where you're playing every other night, you know, where, where you're playing 40 to 45 minutes, where Joel Embiid, you know, can't take a maintenance night off like he did on Wednesday night in Miami. And it's the, the thing about the Sixers that is so frustrating. Because you see the talent, you see the ability of the two stars, you see what they could be capable of. But in the end, I just don't think they have the depth. I don't think they have the roster. I don't think they have the support to 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 you know come up and play against those teams in the big moments and to hold up over the course of a seven game series. So I'd love to know if you agree. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in. 215-592-9494 is how you join the show. Um, and I'll ask my producer, Nick Capola to start the show tonight. Nick, I'm sure you watched that game last night. Now, Sixers-Bucks, uh, did it change your mind at all, or did it validate your opinion at all? How do you feel after that game? Do you think the Sixers could you know, beat the Bucks or the Celtics in a seven-game series? It has not changed my mind at all. And it, sounds, it, is, it is so disheartening to say, Tom, because you want it to change your mind. You want to have some faith in this team going forward. But, Tom, we see it time and time again that this changes nothing. If you get this type of hard in play, one every five games, I would say maybe. But, Tom, when was the last time we saw hard in play at this level? I mean, we've seen it throughout the course of the season. Like, but, you've seen nights where he's done this. Yes, yes. Yeah. But, like, last night we got the old Harden. Right. When you, when you get to the playoffs, the way that this team is built, you need the old Harden Three out of five games. Four out of five games. You need that or else it's just not going to work. You can't have Embiid do every single thing like they have been consistently doing. But no, it has not changed my mindset on this team. And it's going to take a lot more than just one win to do that. Yeah, and that's where I am too. And if you want to get in here, 215-592-9494, And, you know, Nick brings up Harden there, and I think it's a good point. Because James Harden is essentially a microcosm of all of this. And watching that game last night, and Harden was phenomenal. There's no doubt about it. He was uh, incredible last night in that game. But you know what that game reminded me of to a T? That was Miami game four last year. Because uh, I, I remember that night and watching that game and watching that series. And after game four, you know, Sixers tied up the series at two. Harden was phenomenal. He took that game over and beats playing with the hurt face. And at that point, the thought process is, okay, well, well this is what James Harden's capable of. This team, you know, can compete in this series. They can win out two out of three now against Miami Heat. And then what happened? Like the rest of the series, James Harden essentially essentially disappeared. And that's the story of James Harden, and it's the story of this team. They can do it once in a while. Like in a series, they can do it against these teams one out of every three games. They can do out one out of every four games. But they can't do it every night. They just can't string together these kind of performances every single night, and because of where the roster is right now, they're not going to be in a position to. Like, they're going to get worn down. They're going to have to play too many minutes when it matters, and to me, that's the bigger thing. Like, consistency eludes them, and it's even more difficult when you don't have the depth, you don't have uh, the support system in place to get these guys off their feet, get them a rest, and to me, that's a significant, significant problem uh, moving forward with this team. And it's why, you know, regardless of how exciting last night was, and it was exciting, and, you know, I would love to see the Sixers make a deep playoff run here. I just don't believe it's going to happen. You know, because we'll see these flashes. This is what they will do. Once in a while, they'll give you these types of performances to show what they are capable of, to show what they could potentially be. But in the end, regardless of, of what they've done in the past, you look at the roster, they're just not as good, they're not as deep, and in the playoffs, those things really matter. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494 is how you join the show. And we'll get things started uh, on the phones 
with my buddy I haven't heard from in a while, Gus in Bethlehem. Hey, Gus. Yeah, but listen, Doc Rivers is a better coach than Bud Weezer, whatever the hell his name is. Bud Weezer, how he lost that game is rather remarkable. He outshot the Sixers, you know, 53-50, 50% from three. And what does he do? He abandons the whole thing that got them there so that Antetokopo can be the, you know, the topping on the cake, you know, the cherry on top, and be the, you know, be the star of the 17-game winning streak. And they get totally out of sync, and that's how the Sixers creeped up and stole the game away from them. He is, he is overrated as a coach. If Doc coached Milwaukee, they'd have three rings by now. There's no reason for Milwaukee to lose. They're loaded. Gus, I, I mean, have you not watched Doc in the in the playoffs the last couple I, of years? No, like, I have, have you not? watched Doc. Doc's a good coach. I'm tired of this. He's a Hall of Fame coach. He's going to end up in the Hall of Fame whether you like it or not. Well, I mean, so, I, I guess because of, of wins, they'll put him in. I, you really wins in Gus, a championship. Gus, do you think Doc? Do you think I watch Doc and I watch Buttonweezer? I watch them both. Gus, do you think Doc is a coach who gives you an advantage in the postseason? You really do believe that? I think the edge in coaching goes to the Sixers. I think they have a better staff than Milwaukee does. Do I think Milwaukee's a better team? Of course. But I don't understand the implications of what you're saying. What are you saying? We should stop watching? No, uh, I'm not. They can't win. Let's throw in the Gus, towel. No, Gus. Okay. I'm what not you, saying what is should, the implication of this? I'm not saying that you should stop watching. I'm giving you my honest opinion. Now, if you want me to come on and wave pom-poms and be a cheerleader and say the Sixers are going to the finals... You know, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that. I'm giving my honest opinion. My honest opinion is last night, them winning that game while being exciting, it doesn't change their outlook to me. Like, it doesn't make wait, wait, me believe they're going to beat the Bucks in a seven-game series. Why do you have to have an outlook? Well, because here, that's our job, thing. Gus. No, no, no. This is, a, this is the philosophy of this station. If you don't win a parade at the end, it's all for naught. And that's not what a true sportsman fan, a true fan of sports like me, that's not my, my position. My position is you give me performances like these prize fights that they're giving me on a weekly basis, I'm with you. If you win, I want you to win bad. If you don't win, I'm going to be morose. But I'm not going to be angry or tear up my tickets or think that I wasted my time. This is fantastic athletic competition at the highest level in the world but Gus, right that's now. Not, that's not what we're arguing. No, like We're not arguing about the quality of the Tom, games. The quality of the games I'm have been phenomenal the last couple of weeks. I made the call to make that argument. My argument is you go out every night and you see what's going to happen. You never know. The Sixers can certainly play with the Celtics and the Bucks. The question is, can they beat the Bucks? But that's why we watch the games. We don't know until it's over. Right, so Gus, they, well then what, are, what, you don't want us to talk about anything? You don't want us to project? No, I, you just want to talk I, about I the games after take, they happen? I think you can take access. The idea that Niang can't play at all in the playoffs no, is did you, silly. Gus, did you watch the playoffs last year? Yeah, he I can't play in the playoffs. Year they didn't have, they, last year, James Harden was half of who he is. James Harden is now the best playing, the best point guard in the NBA right now. Right now, he is. Ooh, boy. I don't, I don't believe well, that. Well, who, who's playing better? At point guard. At point guard? I mean, at I... At point guard. Yeah, I'd have to look at, at all the point look, guards in the league, Gus. the league and assist, Tom? Gus, do you, you really believe James Harden is a guy who can win you a championship? You believe he's a guy who you can trust believe, in those big no, moments listen, to play 40-plus minutes listen, a night? That's what we're talking me. about. Do you, want, do, you want me, do you want my opinion or do you just want to talk over me? Uh, I want your opinion, I believe Gus. that Embiid, Maxi, and, and, and uh, Harden are the three best players on one team in the league. Okay, I think they need to get something from somebody off the bench like Niang, and they can beat. If you get five threes from Niang, they can beat anybody. Five threes from George Niang a game, Gus. That's not going to happen. Like Why? you know, that's he not going to happen. You're, he's going to do that four times I'll in a seven game series. I'll tell you one of the key. I'll tell you one of the key factors of the Sixers. If Toby Harris doesn't play, okay, and if Niang hits. Four to five threes, they have a real chance. The guy who drags them down is Toby because he's too slow and he can't jump. And he's out physical by all these better players against these, two, these really good teams. They're better off without Toby playing. And I hope that, uh, that McDaniels gets more time because he's more athletic. I, I, you, are the Sixers favored to win? No. But am I going to stop watching them because you're telling Gus, me that nobody see this nonsense? Oh my God. Gus, and I appreciate the call. Nobody's telling you to stop watching. When did I say stop watching the Sixers? It's not what I said. 
like part of what we're doing, part of what we do here is not only break down what has happened, but project what's going to happen moving forward. I'm not telling you to stop watching the team. I'm not going to stop watching the team. I'm going to watch them every night. But as we're projecting moving forward, the question coming out of that game is, I mean, does it change your opinion of where they're going? And you might not look at it, Gus, as a situation where, you know, they need to win a championship. And I don't think every season in every sport for every team is about that. I don't. I honestly thought going into this season for the Eagles, I didn't think it was about winning a championship. But for this Sixers team, it is. Like, with where they are, with what they've done the past couple of years, and where their seasons have ended, yes, that is what it's about. And if you don't, you know, believe that, that's that's fine. And if you enjoy what you're watching, that's fine. I'm not going to tell you they're not enjoyable to watch play or, or the games have not been entertaining. I mean, going back to the Memphis game last Thursday night, the last 10 games, I mean, they, they played pretty much, I'd say if not all of their most entertaining games of the year, certainly the majority of them. But yeah, for this team, it's about winning a championship this year. That is what this season's about. And, you know, I think it's rather uh, humorous that you talk about Tobias Harris, and I'm not a huge Tobias Harris defender, but don't talk about Tobias Harris's lack of athleticism and say George Niang needs to be on the floor more. Because George Yang might be the least athletic player in the NBA. And, I mean, he's not a guy who can play in the playoffs. And, again, if if you don't really care about that and you just want to, you know, enjoy the the NBA, that's great. I mean, I'm not telling you not to. The, the games recently have been very entertaining. But for me, this season is about winning a championship. For me, this season is about how far can this team go. And after watching that game last night, as entertaining as that game was, you know, as good of a win as it was moving forward, I don't think it changes anything when you look at the projections and how this team stacks up with Milwaukee or Boston heading into the playoffs. 215-592-9494. If you want to get in, 215-592-9494. Does the Sixers win last night? Make you believe that they can uh, stick with Milwaukee or Boston in a playoff series? Uh, I do not. 215-592-9494. I'm Tom Kelly with you till 11 tonight. When we get back, we'll talk a little bit about um, who I think needs to take more heat for the situation the Sixers are in right now from a roster standpoint. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly with you on a Sunday night, taking you up till 11 o'clock if you want to get in 215-592-9494. It's how you join the show. A lot of stuff to get into throughout the course of the show tonight. Um, got some Eagles topics we need to talk about. Uh, uh, some um, Phillies updates from spring training. One, very concerning moving forward. So we'll get to that as well. And uh, the the Oscars is tonight. I just realized that now. I'm not a big movie guy. Are you a big movie guy, Nick? Have you? Do you think you've seen a lot of the movies um, nominated for, for the Oscars awards tonight? I enjoy movies, but if I had to guess, probably not of the movies that are nominated tonight. I mean, are, is is like uh, Elvis and all that? Is that what's? Is I'm that... just looking at the nominees now. Looks like Elvis is nominated for a lot of awards. What did you see? You saw the Elvis movie? Yeah, yeah, that's. About... Is it good? Yeah, I liked it. I mean, I'm a big like uh... it's nominated for best picture. So is it really? Yes. Yeah, I'm a big uh, like movie music guy. Like I. I enjoy it, I should say. Okay, well, yeah. maybe we can uh, predict some uh, some Oscars awards later on. And if anybody has any uh, any movies from the uh, the uh, this past year that they want to shout out, that they want to recommend. I also saw I'll Top Gun one. Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. I saw that yeah. too. I watched that movie. What did you think about it? I thought it was decent. I mean, it was fine. I never saw the original Top Gun. Really? Yeah. I like. I don't know. I can't. I can't go back and watch movies from the eighties. It just oh, feels you can't? too. Old. It I just do. feels too old. I don't know, but I saw Top Gun Maverick on the plane as I was headed out. Me and my buddies went out to the uh, Eagles-Cardinals game week five this year, so they had some in-flight entertainment. I was able to catch it on the way out there. So was nice. Yeah, I saw. I I, I mean, I'm a uh, old man at heart, Tom. I might only be 21, but I watched like Casablanca, The Godfather. You seem I... like you have an old heart, Nick. <laughs> you do. You kind of seem like that to me. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. But I got to say, that Miles Teller, very nice guy. Met him down at the ballpark. He came in, uh, 
you know, engineering the radio uh, broadcast down there, came in to do an interview with Murph. And the thing that was amazing, I mean, Miles Teller was so excited to, to see Murph. Really? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, and Murph is a, a le- local legend, like yeah. without a doubt. Um, but Miles Teller was like making a huge, a bigger deal about seeing Murph. Them, and Murph's just playing it cool, like it's his friend forever. So. He's Murph. Yeah, so there you go. So uh, uh, Top Gun Maverick nominated for Best Picture. We'll look at some of these later on, and uh, hopefully uh, some people can give me a better, some better input than I have because uh, I haven't seen any of these movies. Uh, 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494. But asking about the Sixers and whether the win over Milwaukee uh, changed the way you view them or validates the way you view them. Like, do you believe that win um, tells you they can hang with the Celtics or the Bucks in a playoff series? I don't, and I think it, it's a depth issue. Like, even if we're taking past accomplishments out of it, because with the Sixers, we talk about that a lot, the postseason history, the postseason failure of the- This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Team of James Harden, and we hold that against the team. But even if you take that away, I just think from a roster standpoint, they're not good enough. Like the bench issues that they have are something that, that the Celtics and the Bucks, you know, thrive when they have their backups in the game like those teams are deep those teams can play a number of different players and and over the course of a grueling seven game series when the intensity is ratcheted up every night like it was in that game last night I think that's something that plays a huge difference and and ultimately that's what I think will hold the Sixers back 215-592-9494 if you want to get in let's go to Ray in Moorestown what's up Ray Tom listen I'm, I'm coming to your with with Gus Gus, first of all, Gus is a fraud. Uh, anybody that listens to this station religiously, like I have for the last 25 years, knows that after the uh, Sixers got bounced out of the playoffs last year, we didn't hear from Gus for three months. I remember talking to Rob Cherry, and I was like, where the hell is Gus at? We haven't heard from him. He went into a bomb shelter just like the snake that he is after they lost. Didn't have anything to say then. Well, that, I mean, and it's now, funny you mention that, Ray. And I'll, in full disclosure, I really enjoy talking to Gus. Like, I get worked up with Gus, but I, I like well, him. Ellis but I hung up on him I, when he I will say disrespectful I, with him. It, it's, it's okay, Ray. I don't really care. But it, it's, uh, it, it is true that this is the first time I've heard from Gus in a while, and it's the day after Big Sixers win. Yeah, all right, but we all know who Gus is. I mean, when they win, he'll chirp, and when they lose, he goes in like Groundhog Day, and you never hear from him again for, for months. You know, come on, Gus, you talk about being a fan. A true fan will own up when the team is not good. They're, the team is okay, but the problem with the Sixers is we've seen this show before. It's, you know, one or two and done, and then we're waiting for the playoffs the next year. We expect this team to be in the playoffs every year. What we don't know is if they can go beyond the second round. That's what we're waiting for, Tom. That's what we're trying to see. And Gus, if he doesn't understand that, the why the fan base would be, uh, for lack of, of a better word, tired of, of this the same production every season for the last you know four or five years, that's why. Because we want to see this team ascend – to the next level, and they haven't done so, and time's running out. That's why people may be apathetic at this point. 
Yeah, and right, I think tired is tired is the 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 best word to describe it. Now, you know, obviously, you know, as a sports fan, you get invested, and and we've been invested in this team for a while, and I think it is a a byproduct of you know just just with trying to get over the hump every year, seeing them not get over the hump. Um, you know, it's very difficult uh, to 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 continue to go through it every single year. It is, and, and, and just by the, the way they lost last year, just the lack of uh, desire, the lack of effort, those last uh, couple of uh, games in the series, just the way Joel has just kind of melted down when he didn't win the MVP and just to sit, see Harden talk about, uh, you know, how he didn't pass the ball. And just, you know, it was the way they went out. They just went out with a whimper, and that's what turns people off. Real fans want their teams to win, Gus. We just want to win. It's not about, you know – we don't appreciate what they do during the season. We do. But when you get to the, you know, playoffs, you expect to see something besides a one or first round a bounce. You want to ascend to the next level. And until they do that, and I fear that if it doesn't happen this year, we could be looking at a major overhaul here. Cause you know, Joel has already hinted that he may want to go play in Miami. Uh, you're hearing uh, whispers of Harden wanting to go back to Houston. So, uh, you know, that's just uh, uh, those are things we have to keep in mind. You know, if it doesn't happen this year, the window might be closing. Yeah, no, I, I hear you, Ray, and I appreciate the call. And I mean, we'll see. I mean, they'll get their opportunity. Sixers likely going to be the three seed. They'll get their chance. But you know, I I just can't get over. And it's not just what we've seen from this team in the past. It's really not. It's just the, the the roster as a whole. I just don't think they have enough. Like, I just don't think they have enough. And this is why, when you look at it, the person who I'm most irritated with, and I just don't think gets brought up nearly enough, is Daryl Morey. Because you look at the trade deadline this year, he could have added depth to this team. Like, we're not – this wasn't like last trade deadline, where we're telling you, like, you got to get rid of Ben Simmons and we need big-time return. We need to get a star back. Nobody expected that. We know that the Sixers don't really have a lot to trade, but was it that much to ask Daryl Morey at the trade deadline to like get a competent backup center, or you know get some role players on the bench that can help this team? What do you mean, Tom? It was Paul Reed. Yeah, I just do it. To kind of go all in and. You know, give up your picks for the future, whether it's second round picks or, or I guess the 2029 first is the pick that they had to give up. This is the year to do it. Like, this is the all in season for the Sixers. And he didn't add when he could have. Like, Jared Vanderbilt, we talked to Adam Aronson, who we had on the show uh, right before the trade deadline. He said, Jared Vanderbilt, you know, this guy is a perfect fit for the Sixers. Can do a lot of different things. He's versatile, um, can play a, a lot of different roles. Utah was going to trade him. The Lakers, of all teams, who, I mean, talk about a lack of assets. Lakers didn't have anything. I mean, they had, I guess, Russell Westbrook's contract, which I don't know who would want that, but they had that. They had a few picks. They were able to go out and get Vanderbilt. The Sixers get Jalen McDaniels. And Jalen McDaniels, sure, he could be a nice player in the future. But this team should not be playing for the future. Like, this is a team that is playing for now. And, you know, ultimately... The Sixers didn't add those players, and you need those kind of guys in a playoff series. And it's something that I'll admit I used to underrate. I used to underrate that aspect of having a bench, having role players, because in the playoffs, yeah, typically stars make the difference. But if there, we've seen anything in the NBA over the past couple of years, it's that you need those kind of guys. Like you look at the Bucks' run to the finals two years ago, it was largely because they had those kind of players. They were able to win. Yeah, Giannis was great, but they also needed to have the kind of support also to win the Atlanta series basically without Giannis. Giannis didn't play a lot of that series because he was injured. You know, you need to have those kind of depth players. The Sixers don't have them, and it really frustrated me that Daryl Morey at least had an opportunity to improve this team and essentially just chose not to. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494. I also need to apologize to the audience because I already made my first uh, mistake of the night. The Oscars is next Sunday, so it's not even tonight. Uh, it's a shame. I was looking forward to watching that, 
and following yeah. the results. Thank you, uh, Joe Gillio, while I was on the show. Uh, so won't be able to do that, but I'm on four to seven next Sunday. So then we can do a proper, uh, you know, a proper preview of the Oscars next week. I guess maybe we'll still talk about it a little bit tonight. Who knows? Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Let's go to Dave. What's up, Dave? Yeah, how you doing tonight? So, I mean, listen, I, the Sixers are my fa- my favorite team in the city of Philadelphia. Um, I've been following ever since Barkley was a rookie, and um, this is this is really tough. I mean, I don't really feel like I watched the game last night, and um, yeah, I was glad that they won. Um, a little bit surprised they came back, but I kind of feel like you. I really don't feel like in a seven game series in the playoffs that we're going to be able to do it. I mean, it's it, it, like you said, it's like an extra three months of the season. And, and I've seen this before with Joel Embiid, and I don't see how it's going to be any different this year. I'm really not the biggest Joel Embiid fan. I mean, I think he's, a, he's definitely the most talented center that I've ever seen. Um, but he just doesn't seem like he – I see – he doesn't seem like he, he has it. Uh, with, he doesn't have the energy. I just don't like his energy. I'm not the biggest Joel Embiid fan. I was never a Ben Simmons fan. Thank God he's gone. Uh, I know a lot of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a big fan of. Uh, I respect what James Harden's doing this year. Who are you a fan comes, of? Dave? Uh, you know what? To be honest with you, I'm not really. I'm not really a, as big of an NBA fan as I used to be, but I still I'm hanging in there with it. I just don't really enjoy the game as much as I used to, to to be honest with you. And I I don't really see the Sixers beating the Bucks in the playoffs, and definitely they're not going to beat the Celtics in a seven game series. We haven't beat we we're we're zero and three against the Celtics. I'm a little bit. I'm I'm a little bit negative. I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't really like the. I just don't like the way the Sixers play. Yeah, I don't I, like the coach. I don't. I'm not a big Doc Rivers fan. I think we should have got rid of him two years ago. Um, I, I I I don't think we're. I don't think we. I don't think we stand much of a chance to to get past the second round. I, I hear you, Dave, and I appreciate the call, man. I'll tell you what. If you thought I was negative, I mean, Dave just rattled off. Pretty, pretty much, uh, I don't like this guy, I don't like this guy, I don't like this guy. He's like the anti-Gus. Like, we had uh, Gus at the beginning of the segment, and then we had Dave the Bizarro Gus at the end of the segment. And, you know, I think I fall somewhere in the middle. Like, I don't think Joel Embiid, and we can talk about Embiid all we want, Joel Embiid's not the problem with this team. I mean, and anybody who would believe that, you know, you're just out of your mind. But, you know, it, it's something with them, and obviously over the last couple of years, that it's felt like there's a piece of of them that is missing, like a, a championship attitude, something like that, that they just don't possess. But even beyond that, like even when you take that part of it out of it, because I will at least admit that our lenses locally are probably somewhat, you know, colored by the fact that we have seen the past failures. I just think when you look at the, you know, when you look at the, the, the depth of this team, when you look at the roster, they're not as deep as those teams, and that's something that's really plagued this team the last couple of years is not having those bench guys. The, the fact that Harden and Embiid, why do they wear down over the course of a series? Because they're playing so many minutes. I mean, the Sixers have never had a legitimate backup center uh, to, to take that kind of weight off Embiid's plate. They still don't. Now you're counting on Harden, who traditionally has broke down as playoffs went on, to once again you know kind of carry that load for two and a half months playing 40 plus minutes a night, which is what they're going to need to do. And I think it's going to be really difficult, especially against teams like Milwaukee and Boston that just have so, so much more uh, than the Sixers do uh, from a depth standpoint and can manage their, their starters and their star players minutes just much more effectively. 215-592-9494. If you want to get in 215-592-9494. When we get back, I also want to do throw out a side topic to you. Uh, because there was a notable return in sports last night, um, and uh, we'll get to that as well. And uh, this guy comes from a very athletic family, so we'll talk about that when we return. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP, I'm Tom Kelly with you on a Sunday night. If you want to get in, 215 592 
9494 is how you join the show. Uh, talking a lot of Sixers so far as they play a tremendous game, really entertaining game against the Bucks last night. Get the win, one thirty three to one thirty. But want to know if it has really changed your outlook as they move forward here? Because I mean, for most people, not our buddy Gus who called in, but for most people, this season is about what can they do in the postseason. How can this team hold up in the playoffs? And I want to know if this you know makes you believe they can play with the Bucks in a seven game series. You know, they can beat the Celtics in a seven game series. I still, you know, don't see it that way. And it's not just because of the past postseason failures, and obviously we've talked about that quite a bit, and that's why many people don't believe in the Sixers. But even more than that, it's just from a straight X and O standpoint. Like, those teams have benches. Those teams can go deep. Those teams can bring guys, you know, in to play roles when they need to to get their starters out of the game, give them a little rest and keep them fresh. The Sixers can't. I mean, the Sixers basically have six guys who you feel somewhat good about and that includes Tobias Harris. You know, that includes P.J. Tucker, who has been um, inconsistent times this year. Now, I think P.J. Tucker is a guy who will prove his worth much more in the postseason. But the Sixers don't have those role players. You know, they have Jalen McDaniels. They have pa- Paul Reed. Um, they have George Niang. And as I said, I think Niang is one of these guys. He's fine to get you through a regular season. But we saw it in the playoffs last year. He's totally unplayable. Like he just gives you nothing. If he can't, if he's not hitting shots, he doesn't do anything else. You need an NBA player to do. You know, he can't run, he can't jump, he he can't defend. Kind of a problem in the postseason. Uh, so you know, that's my big takeaway, and that's what's frustrating about this Sixer team. They can do it in individual spurts. They can do it on certain nights. They can't do it consistently, and ultimately, that is what you need. Uh, to to be a real successful franchise and to you know make a championship run in the NBA, you need that depth, um, and it's something we've learned uh, from watching the Sixers fail the last few years. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get on that, uh, also um, we will talk about the Eagles coming up in the next segment. Interesting developments regarding their coaching staff um, in the wake of the Sean Desai hire, uh, losing another coach. Um, and it's a little concerning, so we'll get to that as well. But I wanted to throw out a side topic to you tonight because uh, after the Sixers game was over last night, um, I tuned into the UFC 285 card uh, that included John Jones, who was making his return uh, after three years away. Now, John Jones off the or outside the octagon, I guess you can say, uh, has had a lot of problems, PEDs run-ins with the law, stuff like that. Just not a great guy, as I see it. But as far as performance standpoint, I mean, this guy is basically the best uh, MMA fighter to ever do it. Like, he's incredible. Um, He's really never lost. He had one uh, loss due to, I think, you know, disqualification for something. But he's pretty incredible. And uh, this is not just a, a guy who's come out of nowhere. Like, he comes from a pretty famous family. His brothers, Arthur Jones, former linebacker of the Ravens, and probably more notably, Chandler Jones, defensive end, played for the Patriots for a long time, now with the Raiders. And just uh, the athleticism in that family is pretty incredible when you look specifically at Chandler Jones, uh, one of the best pass rushers in the league for the last 10 to 15 years. John Jones, probably the best MMA fighter to ever do it at this point. He goes in last night three years away and gets a submission win in the first two minutes against another guy who's really good. Uh, so I wanted to get tonight as a little side topic, and we'll award, uh, I guess, maybe I don't know what we'll award. We'll award some jolly points or something at the end of the show to you. I don't know if I have the ability to award jolly points, but I'll give you some TK points tonight. There you go. So we'll do that. Um, but give me an athletic family. Because that's a, a very athletic family, the 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 Joneses. Um, give me an athletic family. Does anything come to mind for you, Nick? Uh, right off the bat, if not, you know, you can uh, chime in later on. Um, all right. So I don't like this family. Let me uh, preface that: the Ball family, the Lamelo Ball, the uh, I'm 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 just I'm just not a big fan of that whole family. I think they're too into like the whole like publicity thing and all that they care more about that than they do the game but well yeah the most famous one well at least before Lamelo, you know kind of 
made his name was really LeVar Ball yeah. when he was promoting Lonzo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so But no, that's 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 a family that comes to mind for me. If not, uh yeah, I would say family all around because if because if you're just doing father son, it's a little bit easier. But that's really not what you're looking for, right? You're like looking for like athletic family. Yeah, yeah. Give me a, a family, like multiple people who, you know, and multiple I'll say beyond two. That's a good distinction to make, Nick. Uh yeah, beyond two. Uh, an athletic family, because I look at the Joneses, two NFL players, one really good NFL player, another guy who was solid for a lot of years, and, I mean, this John Jones guy, if you're unfamiliar with MMA, is, like, the best to ever do it. So, yeah, uh, give me a give me an athletic family uh, tonight, and we'll, uh, we'll have some fun with that as well. Can I take another one off the board? Sure, you can take one more off All the right, board. Fine. Oh, the wow. Mannings. The Mannings. Well, there yeah, you go. yeah. There you yeah. go. You're taking one of the best ones. I know. I know. I know. Make it a little bit more difficult for people. There you go. I like it. But yeah, obviously, uh, Peyton. I mean, Eli's a fraud, but whatever. Yeah, he is. Like, I mean, I've come to like Eli more since retirement because I actually think he's a, a good broadcaster and pretty entertaining. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, certainly the Mannings are up there. One of the one of the best uh, family, uh, one of the most athletic families uh, over the past uh, over sports history no doubt about that 215-592-9494 if you want to get in let's go to herb what's up herb yeah it was uh last night it was good to see the sixers win they uh a lot of them we had a lot of people in the bus going home from work at the wells fargo to your ushers and the uh and the uh security people it was uh a lot of people were yeah yeah you know they we kept an eye on the last couple of minutes of the game. It was a good feeling that they came out with the winner. The uh, the problem that we've had for the last couple of years is that Joel needs to be in what you call a program, a weightlifting program. A program. I'm not talking about a bodybuilder, okay? I'm talking about just low low weights, okay? Uh, I'm talking when they're on the road, they, they stay at very nice hotels that have pools and hot tubs, okay? Myself, because I used to lift a lot of weights when I used to play baseball, uh, I always went in, in, the, in the sauna, I would a steam room. Ooh boy! I would go into the into the into the. Uh, Herb, I don't Herb. I really explain. Herb. I do. I can I do okay. not need to hear yeah. your stories about being the steam. Let room. me let me explain something because this is the truth. All right. There's people okay that work inside the Wells Fargo, and and I don't. I can't name the names, but he the problem that they have. He needs to get in a work in a program, weightlifting program, and a and and a hot tub, a cold pool. Herb, relax, I don't think. I mean, okay. I don't. I don't, I don't relax. think. Well, I'm going to try this. I'm going. I've been invited over to Camden. Okay. Over where? Where are you invited been, to? I've been invited to Camden. Okay? Kansas. And I see. I know. I know people when they played in college. At LaSalle, Doug Overton, Lionel Simmons, okay? So this, this is no joke. You understand? You can, you get, you, you like jokes. Uh, this is serious, serious business, okay? We're talking about millions of dollars that are being wasted. Yeah, but, but, see, but Herb, what is your you, point? Joel and B needs my, to lift weights? My, my point is, you see the way Giannis, the last couple of years, you see his body? Yeah. He's, you see his cuts in his body? Yeah. You see the muscle in his legs? There's things that he can do, and he gets right up. Joel takes advantage. If Joel is one hit away from being done for the season. Yeah, Herb, I, I get it. And, and, and we've luckily, been... <laughs> luckily, he made it this far already. You got 20 games or whatever to go, and that's it. You can say whatever you want, but I know what Joel needs, 
Okay. Okay, Herb. I'm not. I'm uh, not uh, so, so what? What are you? You're saying he needs to lift more weights, right? That's what you're saying. He needs to work out at a, at a certain pace, one or two body parts. Okay, Michael Jordan went through the same thing. They never won. They never right. won. And then one day, Michael said, "Man, I'm tired of this, man." And I'm I'm going to start doing. I I, I got you, Herb. Herb, I appreciate. I got to move on. I appreciate the call as always. I always enjoy hearing Herb's perspectives. The problem is, like, and I have been critical. I think well, many of us have been critical about Joel Embiid and you know how he takes care of himself. I think he's improved in that regard. Like I do. I think Joel, if anything, you know, does too much now. Like I think he needs. some load management, if you will. Like, I don't think he should have played in the All-Star game a couple weeks ago. I think in certain situations, you know, he should do less. I don't know. I think Herb's argument would have been much more appropriate three, four years ago than it is now. I don't think the problem with the Sixers now is because Joel's not in shape. I think Joel's in pretty good shape now. There's and I give him credit Inside for the building insight right there from right. Herb, Tom. Yeah. And Herb, <laughs> you know, I know, you know, and I'm not, not mocking you, Herb. I just disagree uh, with that being the the primary problem for this. He place. knows lift weight, sauna, steam rooms. The I whole don't. Bit. I don't <laughs> want to envision Herb in the sauna. I mean, come on, man, can't be doing that. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in, two one five five nine two nine four nine four. See everybody on hold. We'll get to when we get back. Uh, also, we'll talk a little Eagles as well. Um, we'll reset everything we've been discussing tonight. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio ninety four WIP. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.